from the Oscar-winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave comes television's next great groundbreaking drama. I'm trying to find out who killed our son. One crime will affect so many lives. You need to be the voice for people who do not have a voice. American Crime, series premiere Thursday, March 5th at 10, 9 central on ABC. And experience the weekly American Crime podcast hosted by Elvis Mitchell with an inside look at each episode. Subscribe now at podcast1.com slash American Crime. Into the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome to Octobuzz. Welcome to the Marco Polo Show, Episode 7. Uh, I am your host, Kimberly Crossman. I am joined with the amazing Michael and Katie. And, uh, Hello. Yes, if you guys haven't subscribed, make sure you do subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, it is YouTube forward slash AfterBuzz TV. And you can also check us out on SoundCloud. You can check us out on iTunes. And we're basically here. We want to communicate with you guys. So make sure you reach out. Use the hashtag uh, ABTV Marco Polo, and you can communicate with us or comment on the YouTube. Because uh, yeah, we want to make this not what is the word interactive. When you, yeah, we want to make it like a fun family. time. A we want to chit chat. We want to chit chat. It's a discussion. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's um. I was trying to think of what's a, rhetorical. It's not rhetorical. It's there not we rhetorical. go. That's okay. what I was trying to think I of. Um, so I'm your host, Kimberly Crossman. You can job. find me at, at Kim Crossman. I'm Michael Andrew. You can find me at Michael underscore Drew, Michael E-A-L. And I'm Katie Wilbert, and you can find me at Katie Wilbert on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Uh, and before we start, though, there is something that I want to talk about. It's this brand new show that's coming out on ABC called American Crime. Now, it comes out on Thursday, March 5th, and it's pretty much ABC's like groundbreaking new TV show. It's going to be apparently the event of the year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's... Amazing! I watched the trailer for it, and I got goosebumps. I think it's going to be amazing. It's got one of my favorite uh, actresses in it, Felicity Hoffman, who played Lynette on Desperate Housewives, mm-hmm. who I just think is so <laughs> She's amazing. So good. She is, though. Yeah. She really, like, you know, is so great with emotion and, and mm-hmm. bringing and drawing you in and stuff. Did you guys watch the trailer? Oh, my God. Yeah, I did. I, I really enjoyed it. It, it seems very it uh, Crash-esque. Yeah. And I and that's, I like that. It's very, like, there's mm-hmm. a gray line. There's no, it's pretty much three-dimensional characters, and... Mm-hmm. It's yeah. killing stereotypes. It and looks the, really intense. Yes. Mm. I'm I, excited. I agree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> One of my favorite shows is The Killing, and I feel like it reminded me a little bit of that, mm. um, but with a more emotional aspect and bringing in things that are really relevant. Um, and yeah. I know a big thing that they kept showing in the trailer was, you know, like race relations mm-hmm. in the United States yes. and how yeah. people can be incarcerated for things they maybe didn't do, but mm-hmm. they're pinpointed because they're like, it's, you know, it's a Mexican kid who did it and mm-hmm. that's all we know. So I think it's going to be really interesting and a really hot show. Yeah. yeah. They say, I think that it's trying to tackle race, class and gender. So mm-hmm. good job, ABC. Make sure you guys look out for that on and- 
and, and to your point about the chills, the very last scene yes. in the trailer when he's crying for his son uh, and they're pulling him away in the, uh, to be arrested, that even got me. Yeah, it's going to be great. Like, oh, oh he's like, help me, yeah. dad. Help like, me. Yeah, help God. him. Um, it's actually, um, the executive producer is a guy who did 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to be amazing. I like that guy, too. I just saw him in the uh, THR roundtable. You know mm-hmm. where he's talking about it? Oh, yeah. okay. I really like that guy. He's, he's pretty guy. good. I'm right. talented. Yeah. What else is good is Marco, Marco Polo. Polo. <laughs> this is uh, episode seven, The Scholar's Pen. Initial thoughts of this episode. Whoa. You, you go first, you go I first. mean, great. Yeah. Like, it was so good, and I've been so, um, like, patient with watching each episode as we're going along mm-hmm. with um, our show. But I ended up watching the eighth episode because I was so into this episode that really? I was like, oh, yeah. I have to know more. I have Katie to know more. Is so the I new did. June. I, know. I just, I snuck the eighth episode in because I was like, I can't, I can't stop. <laughs> it was so good. It was, it yeah. built up so much. And I think so many of the storylines that we've been following got really interesting and really hot at the mm-hmm. same time. And so I was like all about it. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I felt the same way. I felt like watching the next episode. <laughs> Every so the last three episodes have made me have given me the earn the yearning. I was going to say yeah. earning, mm-hmm. but gave me the yearning to want to see the next episode. But you know, being Wait. me, I held off because yeah. I'm, I'm not weak. <laughs> we're um, we're good like this. Like Katie's the new June. June uh, is will be back with us next week. She had a meeting this week. That's why she can't be here. She will be very missed. Um, so you will take yeah. her place. Episode. But now that I'm, yeah, Katie can be our spoiler. Yeah. Uh, I really this episode between. Pretty much the kung fu fights. Mm-hmm. And that's not oh, the reason yeah. it was such a good episode, but everything was just it was. There was more violence. The yeah, so. <laughs> there, was more, there was some. Yeah, it was some very grotesque, like the the gore mm-hmm. and some of these things. It really kind of threw me off. But I it think, threw me, it shocked me. I think because last episode it felt very content based and kind of setting yeah. things up, so I think it needed in this episode to spike again with some sort oh, of yeah. a lot of fight sequences. Shit started started getting real. Yes, it did. <laughs> it did get real. Shit got real. Shit got, got real, real. Real. So when the show opens, we open on a scene with the Chancellor and Malin. Uh, it's a flashback of yeah. when they were younger. Oh, yeah. uh, he's <laughs> hiding under the floor uh-huh. floorboards. We see Malin as a, I guess they said a baby hooker. In one of the reviews, <laughs> and I was like, "That sounds horrific." But she is; she's young. She, yeah, she it's looks like she can't be older than what eight or nine. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. a baby hooker technically. <laughs> it's, it's a child, you know, child pornography. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's not okay. I like how this episode they they pretty much made it. They're pretty. This whole episode is pretty much making an attempt to make uh, Jao sit out empathetic to, get, to create mm. some empathy for him. Humanize him yeah. a little bit. Especially in the beginning. Like, oh, poor mm. guy. See, she's mean. Mm. It is her fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> she deserves what she gets. It was interesting, though, because I know that um, June said, you know, we're going to learn a little bit more about Maylin. I think that she's quickly becoming one of my favorite people to watch on screen. Maylin, yeah. yeah, She's a great actress, because very shortly after we see that scene, we then move into the cons area where she's got her hands chained up and she's just crying her, and she looks she crazy. Screaming, the makeup she was screaming, job. it really, it hit me. And she's like, when she's like begging for her life, I was like, oh. Mm. I know. Yeah, the makeup job in that moment, I was looking at her like, she looks like crap. <laughs> like, yeah. But I mean, that's the whole point. She's supposed to look like this is the lowest moment in her life and mm-hmm. they may kill her right now. Yeah, they were chained like a dog mm. and it's just... And something else I couldn't get over was how um, well they did with finding a young Jasset Al who looked so, so much, much like, him. like him. It was so uncanny. Yeah, he looked just like him. That was, was great like casting. Yeah. Like he came like, here, come here. 
It's like new acting. It's like new acting technique. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. I wonder if it was a relative, because I know that they do do that in shows sometimes. They yeah. will actually go and find someone. I mean, it wasn't a huge role, so maybe they, I don't know. Right. Probably. Could be. Could be. It could be. We don't know. Um, so then we see them move, and I thought that this was interesting. So we see the queen come, and she's like almost about to behead Malin, and then she... That was so awesome. And she chooses not to, and then we see her defend her in a scene with a con. So I thought that was an interesting kind of yeah. switch. Yeah. I thought right there you saw why, I mean, not to be cliche, but why she's the queen. Because she, mm-hmm. she almost killed her, and it just looked like she was about to, and then when she's speaking to Kublai, she's completely strategic. Mm-hmm. She's like, we can't do it yet, because there was, what was the quote she said? She says, um, firstly, she says, I will not have war in my name. And then she says, you don't use a battering ram when an arrow will do. Yeah. It's and like she's I playing chess. There's been so many moments with her, too, that she says these really profound things that I've grown to like her more and more because mm-hmm. she she's so wise and she holds herself so well. And I think in that moment, too, I thought, like, I think it's a difference when someone tries to kill you versus someone tries to kill your loved one. I think for Kublai, it was that thing of, like, that ego of, it's not even they try to kill me. They try to kill you. Like, I want her dead. You're my woman. I'm supposed to protect you. Mm -hmm. I think as a man, he's like, no. why, Hmm. Why do you want to let her live? And I think she can take it down a notch and be like, I'm alive. It's okay. We're mm-hmm. going to use her. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's that difference of being really defensive for someone you really love. Mm. And it, I think she would have just beheaded her had she killed Kublai. Mm. Yeah. Like, I think it would have been... They, Yeah. That was the first time you saw it really showed his uh, his feelings for her. I mean, you, you it already showed he, you already know he, he loves her. That was the first time you really saw... like He, he, was, he went complete... Mm-hmm. Lead dog, complete mm-hmm. like a ma- macho guy in the club. Like you trying to touch my lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone dies. Everybody <laughs> dies. You know? yeah. So that was. I thought that was. Is that what you're like in a club? I am. I am like that yeah. for no reason. Too. Everyone like, dies. My beer. I wanted that beer. Everybody. American cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're um, just slowly slipping plugs for American cry. <laughs> I, th- I like. Well played, I, guys. Well I played. Th- I thought Subtle. that uh, the couple, the coupling right there between. Uh, J- the the key uh, the emperor and the empress right there mm-hmm. I really really they I, sh- I thought it showed a real good power coupling and it was mm. pretty much like the Mongolian Bay and Jay Z it was like it was like <laughs> oh, Obama yes. and Michelle like they were just so on the same page I was like yes <laughs> so this is what it looks like to rule America <laughs> today yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyonce <laughs> and Jay Z you know who had it right yes, <laughs> yes. I can <laughs> Let's do that. That's funny. Um, so then we move to uh, see the Khan, and he sends 100 Eyes and Marco out to kill um, Jasadal. What were you... Did you guys see that coming or that pairing? I thought it was like they're sending 100 Eyes out. I didn't know... That kind of thing. I didn't expect. I didn't expect him to. It went. It went. It went zero to one hundred quick. Yeah. You know, a little, another rap reference. It went zero to one hundred <laughs> real quick. I didn't expect when he went there to talk to a hundred eyes. I was. I was a little thrown off by that. I was like, man, he's already sending him to to kill him. Mm. I thought that was. I didn't think he would send him. But yeah. I, it just shows you how much he trusts a hundred eyes. I thought it was really badassery. interesting too that hundred eyes was like. I may not come back, and Kublai's <laughs> like, maybe I don't want you to come back. Maybe, maybe I don't even care about you or whatever. I do, I, I think and he, I can I think do what I want. To, I thought he was telling him to, if you can, if you want to, 
maybe you, you escape. I won't say anything. That's what I was. Well, t- that's what I. It took was from a me. weird conversation because the con <laughs> comes in and he's like, "I've had lots of wives. Why haven't you?" And he's like, "My first wives had little raisin titties." Yeah. It's weird, <laughs> which I thought was strange too. I didn't realize that uh, the queen was wife number many. I guess just the she's, way she's wife number plenty. And like <laughs> number, that she know. isn't the first. I guess I I felt like she's the I would have thought. Yeah, she's yeah. probably seven. She's probably like right in the middle. And she worked her way up. I was like, you know, number eight. Yeah. Number eight is better than seven, better than nine. Who is interesting. Um, but, and then, yeah, and then he says to him, I listen and I hear what I want to is kind yeah. of his exit, which kind of was an interesting, it felt like the prince's behavior, you know, like this brat kind of calm, like That's showing so a true. side of him where he's like, Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do what I want to. I'm the con. I, yeah. Like, I, I own this. Yeah. I think it was a good moment, too, of finding ways to bring in lightness into the episode as well. Mm-hmm. And I think making you like Kublai, because we know that he's, you know, everything's leading up to a lot of, like, tense mm. things. Tense moments. Tense moments. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think that... Um, we're going to start seeing a different side of Kublai. This has nothing to do with like me having cheated and watched another episode. Oh, but I, I just... It's like when he confesses that he... Oh. <laughs> no, but I think like if you're having a conversation about war that you're... I already can anticipate like you're going to end up seeing sides about someone that you wouldn't normally. And so sure. I think it's nice for the writers to bring in things that show... Um, like his comic relief yeah, almost and his personality of being kind of like Jingham in ways and yeah having a moment where you're like oh con I kill everybody just my lady <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone yeah, dies yeah. <laughs> I got eight wives some of them I like some of them I don't ha <laughs> 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 that's really funny um so then we move on to the scene with the the chancellor and um the Malin's best friend yes Jingfei Jingfei thank you I was like how do I say that um now, you mentioned something, Katie, that you thought that it, because she basically offers her, him, herself to him after they have this kind of interesting conversation because he's fascinating. He has very yes. weird, even the way they shoot it is just kind of creepy. Like mm-hmm. you see his finger dragging across his cloth yeah, for man. an experience. It's the type of thing a serial killer does in the end of a movie when they're giving their monologue about how, as a child, I witnessed my father die, and that kind of thing does something crazy to yeah. you. like wear people's skin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and he yeah. speaks about shame to her. He's like, oh, your parents are ashamed of you. Like, where are you from? Like, he's trying to learn more about her. And her resolve is to present herself. Now, this is the second time that he's denied her. Mm-hmm. So you had a theory on this. I have one. I want to hear you yeah. on first. Okay. And- My initial reaction watching it, because they do a flashback to um, Jasadao and Malin when they're um, kids from mm-hmm. that first bit in the beginning when we see that she is a child whore. Child whore, um, yes. Yeah, it makes me <laughs> so uncomfortable saying that. Uh, baby it. prostitutes, yes. Oh, I, I hate it. Um, that he's looking at um, Jing Fei and mm-hmm. having this flashback, and in the course of the episodes, he's been painting her face how he wants, and I guess I've always had this feeling of puppetry from him, that he's molding her to be a certain something for himself, and there were parts when I was watching in the beginning the way that he looks at his sister and stuff, I guess there was a question mark for me 
whether there was some kind of odd attraction of Joss Sadow to his sister. Watching it the second time around, I kind of thought, actually, I think he's really disgusted with his sister, and I think maybe he can't get that imagery of his sister as a child doing despicable things for Mm -hmm. both of them to survive, because he sees um, Jingfei, and he loves her, but I think it's this conflict for him. He can't stop picturing his sister. So I I thought it was one of the two. That's pretty Mm -hmm. elaborate. It's it was elaborate. just yeah, all right. well. I I, yeah. I agree with your second point. I think that they were using the flashback to justify why he won't sleep with her. Like because he's been scarred watching. You know, if you are a child and you see your sister doing that, like yeah, I guess yeah. like the way to solve a problem by mm-hmm. sleeping with someone. So that's what yeah. I thought it was. But I didn't necessarily pick up on oh maybe he's into his sister. I think he vehemently hates her. So I'm, I don't yeah. know whether there's some weirdness there and there's that kind of sexual tension for that or yeah. um, I just I thought it, it was playing more, more in like a scarred thing yeah. I don't know yeah. I guess too like and this is bringing it to present day as far as we're concerned like when people talk about um, prostitutes today or like porn stars even I think that the person who grows up with a sister who eventually becomes someone who's a porn star, like I think that conversation is really different than people who have no relation to yeah, that at all. Sure. Like, I, see that. I think if you bring it to present day, like yeah, I think someone would have a really different opinion of that, especially if they witnessed their sister be sexually abused or mm-hmm. be used for something that is so terrible, like child pornography or something. Mm-hmm. Like I think when you think about it psychologically, like it makes sense for Jossed out to have this really intense. Mm-hmm. feeling towards his sister that may not even be justified because on some level, like, he knows the truth. Like, mm-hmm. his sister had to do this for them to survive, but he's so disgusted at his core. It's so interesting oh, yeah. to watch. And, like, I still hate him so much. But there is this part of you that you're like, that's a weird existence to have had, sure. to watch yeah. your sister do that. And, like, that that's a lot. That's well, I, I think- hold on, Katie. That was really good. Yeah, that was Thank some you. elaborate character. I'm really analysis. that was great. You know, Thank I'm you. trying to get into their psyche. <laughs> these these historical figures. Well, because <laughs> and, and when we come to it, they have another encounter later, which is interesting. But we'll come to that. We're trying to we're trying to pro- go through the the episode as okay. it as it happens. So we then see, which just made me laugh. Uh, it almost felt like a plot add-in when the con gives. Um, uh, hundred eyes and Marco, this gold clock <laughs> that's like basically just he says it'll open doors for you. Yeah, and it just made me laugh when they present it. It's kind of like almost like a police badge. Like yeah. we're yeah. a big deal. Like this guys. saves twenty oh. minutes of screen time. Just <laughs> we're just a big deal. That I said, and All people right. are like, oh yeah, cool, great. <laughs> oh, you got the You've golden, got the golden tablet. tablet. Oh my bad. That we've never seen before. And Get on the perfect. horse. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then we move to um, Biamba and Kutalan. Is that how you yes. said? Yes. Our warrior yeah. kind warrior of princess. princess. Um, who's just so hot my and fantastic. They are by far my favorite couple yeah. in this. Um, so they have a, a conversation about... So they basically have this fight where he knows that if he beats her, he can have her hand in marriage. Yeah. And she willingly kind of just... 
Oh, is that so good? Oh, no. He's like me. got her hands and she it's just like, releases uh, into the sand. And it's so interesting <laughs> when if you watch his face because he's like in this really aggressive moment yeah. and then is like question mark and then <laughs> oh and he stands up and oh, helps her up and he's this like is mine. okay, okay. <laughs> I have the option. Yeah. I find it crazy how her answer to every situation is wrestling. But also, I mean, if you guys don't agree with my mindset, that's right. You can wrestle me. <laughs> like, so oh, you funny. don't want to wrestle me? Then shut up. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's yeah. her answer to every right. everything. I'm serving chicken for dinner. You don't want that? Okay. Who wants mean, to wrestle me for? We could do this. Yeah. You know? like, oh. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. Um, I like the conversation that they have after the fact because I think it's. You know, she's basically saying, oh, I could have you whenever I want you, but I don't want to yeah. give up being a warrior. Woman? She's just yeah. like a boss chick. It's crazy. She's just like, eh. I mean, I could I could make you my man, but I like fighting. Yeah. I, I don't got time it. for you. That's crazy. And it does feel like the conversation that you'd hear today, but reverse. Like, I would typically think it would be the girl being like, hi, can we talk about what happened earlier? Like, mm-hmm. where are we at in our relationship? Are we actually dating? Can we make it official? But it's reversed. Um, and something that I've been looking into this week that really interested me was, um, like, women's places in Mongolia. Mm-hmm. And they actually were some of the first women in Asia to actually have a lot of rights that were similar to men. Like, oh. they were they were actually allowed to be in the military and be mm-hmm. in the courts and stuff. And Katie, with more in-depth analysis. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you can call me. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wilbert <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and so I think that was really interesting for me having sort of investigated that and watching this episode, mm-hmm. and it made me like her more, too, because I'm like, yeah, girl, like, yeah. don't give up your wrestling for no man. You ain't got it, because you got right. <laughs> so it felt like that conversation that's present today, too, like people mm-hmm. not wanting to give, women not wanting to give up their career and what they love in order to, you know, have to stay at home and yeah. raise a family and stuff. So it felt like, Relatable, I, I like of. this, and he's like, you're a warrior, I'm a warrior, you don't have to give but up one. You. Maybe she's Beyonce. Maybe she. All these there Beyonce references. These uh, power couples. <laughs> people right? watching this are not gonna like that. Those Beyonce references. I'm sorry, but she's Beyonce. Guys, they may right? like it. They may right? love it. I love what he said too, though. Like you don't have to lay down your sword for another sword. And That's, I was like, hey, hey I, know uh, you're I know you're not actually talking about metal. <laughs> yeah. well, I actually thought he was. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're like, was, we're all about Beyonce. I definitely like, thought it was a sexual reference. I'll wrestle you. <laughs> was it well, not could, a sexual reference? Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I just turned it into that because I was like. Hey, Bianca. Hey, Bianca. Katie and I are totally hot for a Bianca. Good old Bianca. Yeah. Good old Bianca. No, that's that's my guy. But I. <laughs> I uh, that. I thought I thought that was just a game he was kicking to her. Like he's like in his mind, he's like, yeah, if I want you to stop, you'll stop. Like, oh hey, you don't have to stop for me. He's like, I'm just saying this. <laughs> I'm saying this to secure you. But. Yeah. But once, once that you are is my down, woman. They, they have a lot of cute moments though. Like they do. when she's like, I'll wrestle me and stuff, and it and it um, pulls focus to him, and you see him kind of do this like swallowing a laugh, like. <laughs> yeah. Like she wants this so bad. Yeah, yeah. She wants this so bad. I love their relationship. It's my favorite. Uh, we then see uh, when Marco and Hundred Eyes get to the gate. Let's be real. If you're going to dress up and pretend that you're, you know, um, traitors going yeah. in, they get caught. And there's this really extended period of time where Marco's like, 
I know. <laughs> like, surely <laughs> you he, would have an excuse ready, or he like have a freezes and looks to the side, almost <laughs> like maybe if I don't if look I'm at still, him, he but, can't see me. I just thought it was a weird moment. Like, come on, you've got it's like, like you got this white guy knowing there is white. He's like, oh, uh, hey, yes. like the stakes are so high. Like, you could get caught. Everyone dies because, like, oh God, yes, like, like a he game looks plan. Completely nervous. Like, oh, I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, and it's not even like they did something beforehand where a hundred. Eyes is like, do not say anything. You'll ruin this. No, yeah. it's just they go in, and then Marco acts like a weirdo, <laughs> and then some guy who we are not aware of his presence yet comes over, like, "What are you doing? Those are the emperor's watermelons." Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them go. It's just and he pays them off with watermelons. Like, Here you go. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you right. can take okay. it. <laughs> Here's this giant watermelon to hold on to with your knife. Like he's gonna have to put it down. I know. There are a lot of logistics that I was like, this scene. What does the guy do with the watermelon? Does he have and to is call that his all wife? You have and is that all you have to do to get into this? They built a giant wall. Oh, all you need to do is pretend you're a traitor and (laughs) pay them off with one watermelon. They show up with a thousand watermelons. (laughs) We might even just be able to take the city for free. (laughs) I just thought it was a weird scene, and like, yeah, it allowed for some comedy. And you're right, like it's a heavy scene, but I don't think it was maybe intentionally comedic. But just like the fact they stay on it when he was present, I thought that was yeah. I said maybe there should have been more. Preparation question mark. <laughs> um, next, we move on to the blue princess, and wait, based- wait, um, oh. I like that. Uh, I forgot to bring this up. The, sure. the part, as soon as they're going inside the kingdom, you see that huge crossbow on top. Yeah, yes. that was bored. I'm like, who the hell are they going to shoot with that? A dragon? Yeah, did you see the size of that? It was thing? massive. I did like, like getting to see the Sung Dynasty, <laughs> though, and I thought yeah. it was um, really cool how they did the shot of the village and then you see the um, what what would it be like fortress castle uh towards the the very back and i guess i was thinking too when we were in high school learning about the way that um medieval empires were set up that that was pretty typical of Mm -hmm. i guess my knowledge is more uh westernized sort of Mm -hmm. medieval um empires but yeah having like a moat and then a village and i was thinking yeah, that's kind of shitty when you go to war, though, because then people come in and then they just <laughs> go through the village and they're like, screw you guys, you're just peasants. Oh, that's true. And then I guess I was thinking, like, shouldn't it, isn't it more noble to be like, here we go, we'll put the castle at the front with all of our soldiers mm-hmm. and keep our peasants and villagers safe because that's what kings and queens are supposed to do. Well, I think they fight outside the wall. I think that's the thing. They try to prevent them from that's going to true. the wall. That's true. They do first, have a wall. And then. Then they they try to get them from stop to stop them from going into the wall. Then the wall yeah. is the people, and probably, that's true. probably the wall is imperative. I guess that's the thing. They're like, we can have the villagers near the wall because no one's going to get over the wall ever in, yeah. his, in the history of ever, well, unless no they one. have watermelons. Well, yeah, yeah. Unless yeah, yeah, yeah. we do reconstruction on the left side. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come to that. Um, so, yes, can we move on to the blue princess? Yeah, we oh, can. Yeah, please, please. So the queen, we we saw this teased in the last episode. <sighs> The queen is obviously eyeing up blue, the blue princess to marry. Um, Good old Jingle. Jingle, our favorite Good old character. Manly, strong, and June, self-assured sure Jingle. June isn't here to defend him. Nope. Yeah. So. Softy. I even wrote Jingham. Shut Up Jingle is my first thing that I wrote on my page because he's like, do not speak to the con or something like that. Yeah. And I literally wrote, shut up, Jingle. <laughs> he was petting this a bird voice. in this episode. Uh, at one point we come to him and he's just. Joking about with his flowing hair. I think we all at various points watching were like, 
Hang on. Uh, so pretty. So I had a few questions because obviously the the queen invites her to tea, and uh, the eunuch. Does, it sounds like he knows the truth about the blue princess. I was going to ask that yeah. too. Does he know? Do you think he knows? What well, sounded like yeah, it? He knows. Because he's he like knows. she. She won't. She won't question you about those things. And then we cut to her questioning about her family and her sisters and stuff. So it sounds like he knows. But maybe, maybe no, he does. I don't. I, don't, I, don't I just thought that was interesting. I'm not sure. Um, I also asked how. Well, maybe the queen asks what she wants in a man and stuff like that. Her answer is interesting because obviously in the episode before they make a comment about how Jingham's partners are all are all barren, like they haven't produced any offspring. So what's interesting here? Jingham doesn't have strong sperm. Obviously, that's, but that's it's the not real the answer, fault. Queen. <laughs> but the the answer that the Blue Princess gives is all she wants is to give her husband many sons. So before she's in, the queen's even planted the seed of hey meet Jingham with his crazy birds, the princess has an interesting answer that almost feels like she knows exactly what's going on. Yeah, I think she's prepared. See, I, what do you, you know something? Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, Wikipedia Wilbur. <laughs> Wikipedia Wilbur. <laughs> Can we keep that crossing now to um, Wikipedia Wilbur? No, I read it totally differently. Like I think when she's answering, she's answering after the person she wishes would marry her. And I feel like her Who and you Marco have had this budding romance. Marco. And so I think, because she had that moment, too, in court when the queen was looking down over at them, uh, the past episode, and her and Marco are sharing a moment. And you can tell that, like, it's building. Mm. And I think it was in regards to that, because she said, nobility isn't a concern of mine. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need a guy who's a prince. And then she's like, I just want to make someone happy and give them babies. Like, mm-hmm. I think she is answering after someone else. But she's giving an answer that's making the queen go, perfect. You're perfect for my son. And so gotcha. I think it's a happy accident for the queen. But I think the blue princess is setting herself up. Like, I almost thought she was trying to answer around it to be like, no, it's not your son. But I'm trying to give you a safe answer that's like, I'm still a woman who right. wants to please a man. But And the polar opposite of warrior princess is like, I don't want a family. I want to fight. <laughs> yeah. Wrestle me. I want to fight and wrestle and have sex. What's the problem? <laughs> I, I took uh, it. Hashtag I, perfect woman. I yeah. know, right? Hmm. Maybe she's my Bianca. <laughs> there you go. Maybe. All right. I like the. I like the the dynamic I took from that that scene with the the with those two ladies was that it was very mother daughtery. And yeah. I thought it was so, it's like the mother's like, you know, so what kind of man do you want? Money? Power? Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I just want to have babies and just a guy I respect. And she's like, yeah. But you need money. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. everything is like a quintessential like mother daughter. Like I know, but you need someone who's going to take care provide of you, for you and provide. Like yeah, I know, but I just, yeah. just want to have these babies and just relax. Yeah, like, listen to me. You know, and I just thought that was very. I like that part. That's what I took from it. Yeah, that it was, was a nice, cool scene. And they talked about horseback riding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. I liked it too because you see Chavi be really, yeah, motherly towards and her. And light. Yeah, the lightness was really nice. And you learn something about her too. Like, yeah, I love horseback riding. And when you see her later, she's making a joke that she was left in the dust and she's mm. okay with that. Mm. I think that's really interesting that Chavi seems to like that the Blue Princess is smart and doesn't 
isn't like the other girls who's like, I don't care if I'm pretty. I don't care if I'm mm. wearing this. Like, I care about the common people, and I care that I mm. find a man who's a good man. I don't care about money. I think there's something in that that Chavi's like, you're different, yeah. and I admire your strength to also be honest, mm-hmm. which is something that Kublai is such a stickler about as well. Yes. Mm. It was really nice. And, and when she w- walks in to meet Jingham, and then his wife comes in, and she's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> My Another. daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, and great. then there's his other wife. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Like, Got what the hell? Uh, I thought that was great. How do you think that the blue princess feels about her current boyfriend type figure? I, think she, I think he's friend-zoned. Mm-hmm. It's fully, fully, like, there's nothing that doesn't seem friend-zoned about that whole thing to me, which is nothing wrong with that. I know girls don't like that. But friend-zoned. He's fully, fully friend-zoned. I agree with you. I think he was there, and he knows about her past, and she kept, like, they went together, and they served a purpose for each other for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And then she met Marco, and she was like, cool, you're great, and I like your mohawk, except for there's Marco's this Latin guy <laughs> who's got blue eyes, and I'm kind of like, you know, he got bit by a snake for me, and there's he's a Italian. lot of things he's doing. I, maybe you should just run away from me. Yeah, that was... Well, I think it's going to be interesting to see what he does. Because she's like, never contact me again. Bye. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that never works out. She, she's misleading him. He's exactly. I think he'll stay and screw something up. Yeah, he's right. going to... I think he'll he'll walk in on something. Do or something silly and be like, my he love, He knows I, too much. Yeah. yeah. You ain't a blue princess? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't oh, a queen? It's oh. a shame you didn't DNA test her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my bad. No, but I think... And she's really trying to get him out of there. I think just trying to... You know, it's the equivalent to trying to end... The relationship without hurting the feelings, mm. you know, like hey, maybe you should just leave <laughs> for your safety, for so your you heart. Don't die, you know. But, but what she, about me and you? If it was another time, you would be perfect. But she for doesn't me. say that. She doesn't. She say like we will be together at some point. Doesn't she? Doesn't she say something like that? I thought Not that she goes. Time. Blue princess. She, she misleads people, man. She likes that. She likes the attention. What do you want me to tell you? I she thought she that. said, like, we will find our time together or something, <sighs> but not now. Isn't that she something that. that people say, though? Like, I just don't <laughs> think we can be together now. That is, like, that is true. In the future, <laughs> who's to say? And when you hear that, you're like, <laughs> why don't true. you just say you don't want to yeah. be with me anymore and that you found someone else and just be done with it? Uh, I'm not talking about, like, personal experience. But I'm just saying, like, in no. the world of life, that that's how that conversation S- that's uh, how it works. Sideline, like, a friend of mine that happened to him and, like, when his girlfriend broke up with him, she wrote a note saying, but maybe our future you never know needless to say that was like 10 years ago they both moved know. on our future yeah, is not over. together just say, just say it's over it's like maybe maybe later on then i'll leave the i'll leave this kingdom and we'll be happy but right now i'm in a different mind space yeah there's a lot of parallels to current day like yeah. maybe the writers were really having so many moments in their personal lives that they're like i know this uh-huh. didn't happen yeah. in history but can we please have them wrestle each other and marry and have cute smirks because that yes. is where my relationship is yeah. at can we please talk about this friend zoning because yeah. this guy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the writers table would me. be interesting i actually read some of the critiques on the show and there was a couple of people who said um that the dialogue is rough and not at all um, to the time, as in, obviously, it's way off. Like, were raisins a thing back then? I mean, they didn't even, I doubt they'd be speaking English, first of all. And it probably wouldn't sound British half the time. Yes. Yeah, or yes, New Jingham. Zealand yes. accents coming through. <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah, that is true. 
Um, Everyone except for Marco. Marco probably sounds exactly right. I think Marco sounds good, but then I'm also like, hey, Marco, you look good too. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm not gonna give you too many critiques. It. it doesn't bother me though. Like, I don't know. Is it something that stands out to you guys? Where you're like, uh, I guess I just read one person's a, opinion. If who I was is, a stickler for history, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Right. If I was, just, but I'm not a stickler for history, which I have been, which I have people have commented on that that that, that, that they're not too happy about that. But I am not a stickler to history, so it doesn't really bother me too much. Sure, yeah. Know? But I understand. I get it. I think you can only do so much when you anticipate the audience to be mostly Westerners or wherever they think sure. their audience is going to be well, predominant. There's, there's like, a lot of things in this that's. It's not going to be completely accurate. Like Marco, when they pick up Marco Polo, he's actually technically fifteen. Mm. When he first, when they, when he first meets his father, he's like fifteen. Mm. In this show, when they meet him, he's like twenty three like or twenty four. Man with a yeah. beard. Has a beard. Mm. Otherwise, he popped out with a beard. Yeah. See, and then <laughs> he, he, Marco he is Polo, very so manly. To go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's always going to be liberties. Yeah, I think. I think for me as a viewer for a show like this, like yeah, I think you have to excuse certain amounts of things. That, I, I don't know. I don't think this story is something that I knew huge amounts about prior to this show. So I think I'm more being informed rather than the facts that I know being contested each time. So I think I've seen the show before. I I researched. So my like this show pretty much is overtaking the history in my head. So now every time I read history, I'm like, so that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, so what about you, Kitty? I mean, I think it's the same thing when people try to put books to movies. Like things get left out, and it's also the entertainment industry. So things are heightened to be mm. more entertaining. Like, do fights and wars actually look like they do in the movies? Like those no. awesome kung fu scenes. Yeah, like, like anytime Hundred Eyes moves, like, I mean, it's all cinematic and beautiful and wonderful, mm. like, and that's part of the art of making films and television. So I think there's a part of it that you have to excuse as well. And I guess mm. it's a similar thing that I took issue with, with like seeing Fifty Shades of Grey and that people were like, there should have been more sex. And I'm like, then it would have been porn. Like there's mm. a division ain't, between. Ain't no problem with that. <laughs> you know, no. But you can do more on Netflix. Yeah. But I think there's a division of what you can do when you're talking about film mm. and television because it's still an art and it isn't yeah. like if we wanted to watch a literal historical thing, we'd put it on the History Channel and it sure. would be acted out in pictures and mm. and historians who are sitting behind a table smoking yeah. and you mm. see their name on the bottom and like, they I'm sound a, I'm, a, I'm a comic geek, so mm. we're the main guys who get our sticklers when they make movies and mm. TV shows. And it's never exactly like the... There's always they're always missing something. Mm. There's always something like, wait a second, that's not his uncle or whatever. Sure. But it's just you have to. It's a different medium. You have to. There's always going to be some leeway, even though this is history. So yeah. history and comics you can't really compare because comic books, no matter what, it's always fictional. It's always mm. fiction. This that's is based yeah, off, where you're battling. This is based this. off truth. But. I mean, if big stuff is left out, yeah. Or if they were like, actually, Kublai never overtook. <laughs> you know, like if they start yeah, doing yeah. things that they're like Way literally off. changing history, then yeah. I think that's a oops. Yeah, they yeah. make it cre- like Marco actually. A Assassinates Kublai, then then yeah, runs yeah, the Mongolian just changes Empire. Changes the whole thing, and then <laughs> Aladdin ruled the Asian world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. Off of that tangent, you mentioned something about um, the scenes and the fighting scenes, and I think one of my favorite episode. One of my favorite moments in this episode is when Hundred Eyes kills the informant with his like ninja oh, with yes. the grip. two finger grip on his neck. <laughs> like he just grabs his throat, like hold on, <laughs> go to sleep. I thought it was good. Uh, that's ooh. We talked about how he was so snake like mm. before. 
Yes. And he continues to be so snake-like. He, even with the he two fingers. Two fingers. And you just made a very kung fu s type move. Was that really hand. good? What? You scared me. Thank that you. Was good. I did that right <laughs> in my face, it. so that was kind of scary. No, I, I jumped back. Um, I wanted to... After we sort of see 100 Eyes do that at this point, Marco and um, 100 Eyes are inside and they get in. Um, we see... It then moves. Cool. It moves to the scene with the pr- with the prince kind of versus Marco because Ahmed is saying is sets up an alliance. Yeah. See, some, something's going on with Ahmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what's, what's his deal. Even when he, when he woke up Mei Lin earlier, he's like weirdly laying yeah, above her, washing her face, like hey. Hey, and she's pretty. like, why am I in your quarters if I'm a prisoner? And he's like, like I don't know. Because I deal with old currencies. Because I do things. Yeah, you see my hair, my conversation hair. of currencies. Like, you're a currency, your information's currency, this yeah. room is currency. And he planned, because he, you know how we were making predictions about who we suspect. Yeah. I'm going to move into this now because I feel like this is part of it. I just, something is off about him. Like, he sets yeah. up all these strange alliances. He says to the prince, like, you know, like, it's totally cool that your dad sent Marco. Don't be worried about it. Uh, and if Marco comes back and the prince still likes him, we'll, we will strong hand him and push him away. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. He's very, like, pu- puppeteering, I and guess. He, he has Jingham in the, in the palm of his hands. Totally. Which isn't hard because Jingham's no. a, a sucker. Yeah. Um, and then it moves on to once Marco's uh, spoken to Jing Fei, she comes in to go and collect Malin's daughter, and um, the emperor, uh, sorry, the chancellor oh. is waiting for her. Sit down. Sitting in the dark. Like Sitting in the dark, and he puts off a firework kind that of thing. Weird. Like, hey, where have you been? Oh, by the way, I could burn you to death, so <laughs> best you be honest. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's weird, yeah, man. The, I don't know what his angle is. Everyone else has daddy issues, and I know you, you, you elaborate on his issue with his sister, but it's it's hard for me to find his. I guess it's, I guess it really is just his sister. But the, I'm trying to find his, his angle, his drive, and what he's doing. Like, like his facial features throughout this whole episode. Every time they say something to him, he's like, uh, uh, like yeah, his eye a lot twitches. Of face twitching. Yeah, yeah. so Some I, good acting right there. That face I, twitching style. Okay. <laughs> well, and he says to she, he goes, "Where have you been?" And she said, "Oh, I went to the pleasure house." And she basically pitches to him, "Well." I'm not. You don't want me, so I've got to go and, that and do a, this. That was and a he, bait and switch because she knew she was in trouble. She 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 feasts on his insecurities. Yeah, because he, he hates hoes. Yeah, he's and very so, anti whore. And he so. fell in love with one. You know, it's that classic story of falling in love with prostitutes. Oh. Only the difference is she's not going to get to go into a store and be like. Go into a store? You know, yeah, pretty woman moment. Oh. She okay. doesn't get her pretty woman moment, you know? She doesn't oh. get to be like, big mistake. Yeah. Huge. Because oh. she's um, unfortunately a prostitute in Mongolia. Yeah. So. And there's no Richard Greer's riding around different on horses. Else. I'll say this is the one area in which I think women in Mongolia aren't exactly Yeah. Equal. She can't out-wrestle people. No. Um, if she could, she'd be in a better place. She probably would. She even says, like, I don't have other skills, so what do you want from except, me, kind of? Mm. And then she points to her crotch, except this. No, I'm playing. She doesn't do that. <laughs> I don't got no skills except for this. So, so I, went to the, I went to the pleasure house to see if I get my job back, because you don't want me? And he's like, no. And he leaves, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Easy. And then she uh, obviously puts Mailing's daughter with Marco, and then we, we go and see uh, the chancellor again, 
signing or doing this in the epic fight. Yeah, he's yeah. supposed to be signing over his job basically but, and respectfully leaving. Yeah, what, what I didn't understand was can you just do that? Can you just be like, you know what, I don't want to give you my job. <laughs> and then attack him? And that, he just holds his job? Well, everyone just accepted it once he walks back in and I'm like Hey, fools, there's a line just of you who could at any point turn just it. Because I don't him. think anybody's pro it out at this point. Because yeah, they're like, he's crazy and we're all going to die like, if, if we're led like, by him. Like, oh, you choose him? You choose him, Empress? Okay. And then she just, he just snaps his neck like, all right. They okay. just turn and look at him like what? a bunch of doe-eyed deer. What was that thing that he placed? Because obviously he was supposed to, or the other guy was supposed to come in with a signed document, right? Yeah. That's what they're waiting for. Yes. Yeah. So what was he doing? So I, that's a part of the coronation process, which yeah. I also take issue with this. There were a couple things in the episode Wikipedia that I thought were Wilbur. really interesting. Right. <laughs> uh, Wikipedia I mean, they they addressed it earlier when Kublai started talking about things from the Bible and also the Magna Carta, but that was that's all Western stuff. Hmm. And they reference it, and she's like, you just get to talk about whichever philosophies suit you at the time. Okay. So they do address it. It's not like he's just randomly dropping things from sure. the Bible. Um, but then they do, um, they're doing the coronation for the Song Emperor, mm. and they do what looks like a baptism, mm-hmm. or a christening. Again, it's very Western. Yeah. And that's something that I'm like, is that... Mongolian, or is that our version of what a coronation looks like? Because we know in the, you know, um, mm. medieval times they would have been doing that for mm. coronating, and it's around a similar time period. But we're talking about, you know, yeah. Asia. Mm. I don't know. I don't know either. I, no I didn't. I didn't know what it was that he was doing, but it felt like everyone was very standoffish. Yeah. I mean, he comes dripping in blood. But if we rewind a little bit to the fight scene that goes down, yeah. Here's my mic drop moment that yeah. I don't understand. Hundred Eyes is one thousand percent capable of killing him, and he doesn't. And this is weird to me. And then he's like, "Get out of here!" And he lets him go. So well, why? He, out, he was outnumbered. No, he wasn't. He had already killed everyone. I think he didn't want. I think. I just think he felt that the jig was up, and he's not going to be... Because if three soldiers came in... But his I think purpose he maybe, was to go there and kill him, and he has that opportunity. Like, he's, he, like he walks in a room and just goes, huh, and people are like, Duh, Yeah, dying. but Sadao, Sadao can fight. Because he didn't get any yeah. clean. Because even the, before the... before Right before he escaped, Sadao got some good licks on him. Yeah. He threw him against the wall, and then the soldiers came in. Then he whoops the soldiers, and then... Like, Once All right, he whoops I gotta the get soldiers, out. though, we don't actually see where Sadao is. Like, no. he, we see A Hundred um, Eyes leave, but we don't actually see the ending of that fight. No. You see A um, Hundred Eyes hit the other four guys that come in after the initial fight, Yeah, um, and then you don't see Joss Sadao. So we actually don't know where he is, or if there was a moment when they panned what else or- is happening if they yeah so i thought it was odd and I, yeah just something about it felt a bit felt a bit strange like Did i understand i don't know it just made me think it just made me pull focus to hundred eyes a little mm-hmm. bit and go that's interesting so i don't know if he can you know jump onto our list of list suspects, of suspects mm. but i thought that was and then he's like <laughs> mark was like hey how'd it go or whatever and he's like let's go <laughs> yeah is it finished nope okay <laughs> moving so on let's have a chat with no get on the horse we need to <laughs> yeah. go now yeah. we gotta get out of here like all right 
Everyone's and moving so slow. Then probably the most comedic moment for me, and June isn't here to defend this, but these drawings are hilarious. <laughs> like, literally a stick figure of a wall they with some scaffolding. Them. Them. Oh, yes. And, we understand. But even, like, the look on Marco's face as he's, like, drawing it, like, yeah, yeah, and you think it's going to be some elaborate sketch, and it's, like, lines. He's Picasso looking. over there. I just think it would, they would be better not to show it, or maybe now that I've just pulled focus to it, it's an issue for me. But they stay on it for so long that you're like, oh. well, I think that's even why they call it the scholar's pen. It was either that or because Jeff be, stabbed the guy who's yeah. supposed to take his job with, with a pen. pen. But I think it's like, you know, Marco, the scholar who has all this information, draws these stick figures that make huge impacts on Kublai's decisions. It's like, here's a drawing of someone who betrayed you. Uh, yes, it's very obviously my quarters. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Someone is betraying me. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to trust Marco, this Latin guy who's, who's really good at drawing stick figures. Yeah, it's hilarious. Well, he shows it to the con. He's like, here, this is how we could get in. And the con's like, that's it. We're going to war. <laughs> get my horse. <laughs> Bring it. And then he has this like big monologue where yeah. he's like, we're yes. doing this. Like, Even if you die. It's all right. My we're manga warriors. <laughs> I just thought it, I thought it was interesting. Um, just before we wrap up, the, the other critic uh, kind of uh, point of view was that that their point of view is that this show takes too many easy outs by justifying behavior by old fallbacks of violence or sexual abuse rather than exploring the reality of their complex relationships. So I guess what they're mm. saying is that and this is open I mean, to your interpretation but they're going, hey, he's wounded because this happened or he's wounded because this happened whereas I guess what this this person is trying to say they would rather them explore the complexities of their relationships in the now rather than yeah. continuing to flash back to justify. Like what they do with Jasadow and his sister. Well, I think they're yeah. both they're both good storytelling ploys because they didn't. When I saw the, him as a child, I it, that didn't jump to my mind. No. You know, I didn't. I didn't, it didn't jump to my mind. I was like, oh, another flashback. So I just don't. I think it's just. I still dislike him. I think either I way. Think yeah. If anything, it made you understand him slightly more, but I didn't think it excused anything. That's His a behavior. Good point. It's like it's. I think this applies to anyone who goes through something traumatic. Like at a certain point, you then have to be responsible for your own behaviors. Like you have to deal with you. Yeah. Mm. To then you can't keep using your past as an excuse to act a certain way. Mm. Um, and I, I yeah, I guess what yeah. they're they what I took from it is maybe they're hoping for more dialogue in the yeah. present to be I to answer those questions rather that, than using a, a film too. device I to kind that. of. By yeah. time, which quick question. Yes. Do you guys feel that this episode make you? Because they made you know they made an attempt to make uh, Sadao more, you know, more well rounded, empathetic, less creepy. Mm-hmm. Do you feel more sorry for him? Did it work no. for you guys? No. I don't feel more sorry for him. I feel like I understand why. But it doesn't, I mean, he took it to a new level. Like, I think he's always been someone who's wanted more. He wanted to get out of his station where his sister Mm. as a child was prostituting to keep them alive. And I think he's gotten to this place of power where he's like, I'm almost there. Mm. And he's about to lose it. And I think I understand that he's the type of guy who just wants power. And that's what his, Mm. the thing that he's led by. And I think it's from where he comes from. So I guess... I understand his character more. It's sure. not excused, though. I think you're still like, yeah, move on, buddy. But yeah. like, you're still crazy. Um, quickly, predictions. What do you guys think? Now, 
Kenny's already seen it, but we haven't. Okay, my prediction. I'm going to be quick. I think friend zone. <laughs> my man is something. He's, yes. he's been friend zoned. He's going to do something. Yeah. He's going to show up. He's going to ruin something. And mm-hmm. then I think Zabin is going to chop his head off. He's going to do something crazy. Zabin's going to see, I have to get rid of this guy. That's the uni. Kill the yeah. friend zone guy. Eunuch. Eunuch, yeah. Eunuch Zabin. Zabin the uni. He's scary, that I guy. Reckon, I reckon uh, in the next episode we're going to see the prince snap at some point. I think and cry in the corner. I He's think Ahmed is gonna. Yeah, I think that that will maybe be the focus. So the next episode is called rendering. So mm, it's he's gonna render something. All right, I see that. He's gonna do. I'm not <laughs> sure. And I can't you say, say anything because I cheated. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I um, just was so eager, eager beaver. Eager That's beaver. That's okay. You're overachieving. It's great. That's good. Um, well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, make sure you do. After Buzz has so many amazing shows, just like this one. Uh, which, you know, we are amazing. Yes, it's uh, are. been so much fun being your host. I am Kimberly Crossman. You can find me at, at Kim Crossman. Michael Andrew at Michael underscore Drew E-A-L. Mm-hmm. And I'm Katie Wilbert, and you can find me at Katie Wilbert. Awesome. Thanks, guys. See you later. Thank you. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.